Today is our national holy day. It's really quite remarkable that we as a nation stop what we're doing each year to celebrate what God has given us, our family and friends, the ability to provide sufficient food and housing. And as Catholics, we're experts at Thanksgiving. Every time we gather for Mass, we celebrate the Eucharist when we bring forward the bread and the wine. We are offering the whole of ourselves, our joys and our sorrows, our gifts and weaknesses, our blessings and brokenness to God. God takes who we are and transforms it into the divine. Let's take a moment, actually let's take a full minute, to just quietly think of the blessings in our lives. I remember one pastor of mine, Father Hugh McCormley, who said, if we ever realized how much God loved us, we would just stand still the rest of the day, unable to do anything more. We would be so overwhelmed. Before we turn our attention to the Word of God, let us celebrate the mercy and the graces that we have received from God. A classmate of mine once gave an extended talk on the practice of gratitude. In her recovery from alcoholism, she had found her best weapon was keeping a daily gratitude journal. Well, that sounded all very well and good, except that I had collaborated with this woman, and she really wasn't a very pleasant person. Another time at the same school, I presented a case from my ministry at a wealthy urban parish when a fellow minister had undermined my work. At the end of our class discussion, my professor suggested that part of my prayer should be to read up on the spirituality of gratitude. We hear a lot of people talk about the importance of making gratitude a regular part of our prayer. But so often it seems like a cop-out, as if we're ignoring everything going wrong, trying to find a thin silver lining around the darkest cloud. No matter how well life is going, there is always something to be annoyed about. But science, of all things, reveals the immense benefits of gratitude. In fact, studies have shown just forcing yourself to smile for 20 seconds, whether or not you are grateful, stimulates the same part of your brain as if you were genuinely happy. Nine Jewish people with leprosy didn't do anything wrong. They followed the directions of Jesus in the Torah. Go show yourself to the priest to be declared clean. Why should they have gone back to thank Jesus for curing them? 
Well, there was nothing in the Torah or in what Jesus said. They insisted that the people with leprosy need to go immediately to the priest. The Torah only required them to go to the priest to be declared clean before they entered back into their life in the community. Of course they wanted to get back to community life as soon as possible. But Jesus was passing by the town. If these people didn't stop what they were doing right then and return to Jesus, they would never have a chance to express their gratitude to him. Here's the key idea about gratitude. It can only happen when we place something besides ourselves at the center of our concern. The Samaritan took the time to focus on Jesus giving him a great gift rather than rushing on to capitalize on the opportunities now available to him. Sometimes the people who are the least grateful are the people who have the most to be grateful about. We know countless stories of people who have lots of financial success, but they are not pleasant to be around because they never express their appreciation of anything or anyone. Now, it's hard to believe, but the movie Forrest Gump was released more than 20 years ago. The title character is a man with a very low IQ, raised by an impoverished single mother. But he goes on to have a wonderful life. Why do things turn out so well for Forrest? Is life random, or is life full of purpose? Forrest sees the good in almost everyone his unfaithful girlfriend, his bitter lieutenant from Vietnam, and in turn, he turns them into better people. I am convinced that Forrest Gump's life turns out so well because he finds the good in most people and most circumstances. Shortly after the movie came out, a woman named Linda Amstutz published a little book that parodied the southern-born Forrest Gump. Her character was an exurbic New Yorker named Foremost Grump. With a name like that, it's pretty obvious that Grump never finds anything good in any person or any occasion. Whereas Forrest Gump sees life as a box of various chocolates, Foremost Grump sees life as a container full of predictable, unpleasant medicine. I'm not going to say exactly what. It's not appropriate for here. Grump is someone who interprets everything through his own self-centered lens. Faith and gratitude are inseparable. Both require us to have humility, to realize that our concerns are secondary to the acts of God. Faith requires us to pause from our worldly concerns to make time for God. Gratitude is the act of pausing to thank God and the people around us. It's not that hard for me to be grateful for the colleague who undermined my ministry that one night because she shared a lot of other great gifts with me, which I continue to use in my ministry. It's a little harder to be grateful for the unpleasant classmate, but as I wrote this homily, I was able to realize her contributions to some of my greatest successes in school. These days, when I'm gripped by anxiety or annoyance about what I have to do, I am faster to find the blessings in the midst of the uncertainty and the tough work. And that attitude makes me a happier 
and somewhat holier person. No matter where your holiday plans take you today, and no matter what your current life circumstances are, may you have a chance to appreciate that life is like a box of chocolates. It is full of things to enjoy, to savor. Everything is gift. Bless the God of all who has done wondrous things. May he grant you joy of heart and may peace abide among you. Amen.